I'm Luka Doncic and this is Locked On Mavericks Podcast. This is gonna be huge. 360 in the contract. Never that. I just take the contact. I bring it back. I'm running on the fast break behind the back. Yeah, this that, this that, this that. Jerk with the And welcome. You are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Engstead, and joining me, as always, my co-host, contributor at Mavs.com, the national nerd of the one more thinking. What you got for me, Isaac Harris? Well, we have an inside look today of the arenas that the people, people, players will be playing in uh, in in Orlando at the Disney Bubble, and uh, we saw Brad Townsend, a friend of the pod, and bunch of different people who are there in the bubble uh, covering uh, the games there share all these videos of walking around and kind of touring I guess uh, the the arenas where the guys gonna be playing and I'm not gonna lie I was actually really really impressed with it it looks like we're gonna get this big screen behind the benches like you said we're getting the giant board Uh, we also got sent a message uh you know, from one of our listeners, he sent a link that uh, Maccabi Tel Aviv, the basketball club, has one of those giant LED boards that they're going to do as well overseas. Uh, and so that's that's the thing that people are doing now. And it looked great. Black Lives Matter written right on the court for the NBA. I think that's awesome. Right center court. Uh, they're making their statement known. I mean, they're doing they're doing things. They're putting the names in the back of their jerseys. Lots of players now are just answering questions in the media as, you know, we want justice for Breonna Taylor, you know, the guy... Daniel Cameron needs to, you know, make a move and, you know, bring justice for Breonna Taylor, arrest those guys that, you know, that shot her, that were part of that horrible, horrible incident. And, uh, man, players are are speaking out, and I think it is getting coverage now. And what I said, you know, before this all started, I think has proved to be correct, that it seems like there's not a lot of attention on, you know, the Black Lives Matter movement. Portland is getting some, you know, some attention now because people are just getting, like, scooped up by these random unmarked vehicles uh, that the feds are coming in but we uh the, the NBA players are are making a statement now and they're bringing it back into the the public light and I think it's just I think it's great. Yeah, yeah, I, everything. I mean down to what um you know even the Mavericks are doing uh, Rick Carlisle reading every single day uh, before his media session he pulls out his calendar and he reads something from the equal uh justice equal justice EJ. movement. Mm-hmm. Initiative, I think. Oh, yeah, you're right, you're right. Um, I just finished reading Just Mercy by Brian Stevenson, and uh, I just put two and two together like three or four weeks ago uh, that it's the same Brian Stevenson that's been working <laughs> with the NBA and Rick Carlisle and uh, that Rick's been talking to so much and everything. So, uh, yeah, and you know, as you guys know, you've probably seen on Twitter, the Mavericks have elected as a team uh, to go with equality on the back of their each of their jerseys, but in their own language. Uh, so... Yeah, I mean it's it's really cool. Go, to, I don't even really know where the video's at now. I think some things are coming out pretty soon on the the team uh, Twitter account. But there's a really cool video that the team made uh, of each of the jerseys and uh, Maxis and Lucas and Bobons. It's just everybody's jersey uh, in uh, saying equality in their languages. So uh, it's uh, it's pretty cool seeing the Mavericks. Uh, go kind of a unified route in that. But, uh, yeah, there definitely is a, a spotlight on it right now. I want to see what that spotlight looks like when game starts getting played. I, yeah. I'm really curious on uh, what that looks like. But, uh, yeah. 
Uh, see, I think that brings a bigger platform. They'll be on television. The players, the press conferences, I'm sure, will be on some kind of streaming platform or on television themselves. And I think it's just going to bring even more of a even even a bigger platform. And we didn't mention this on yesterday's show, but the NBA fi- finished their next round of coronavirus testing, and zero players tested positive inside the bubble, which is just absolutely awesome. You love to see it. It was two the first time. Now it's zero, and uh, it's pretty awesome. So. We'll be monitoring the players that have left, and that's what we're going to talk about today. But awesome for the NBA bubble. The bubble is holding. (laughs) The bubble is holding. Players are speaking out. So far, everything seems to be going great for the NBA. Uh, We'll see if that continues. But on today's show, we're going to talk about all kinds of national stuff. We're going to move away from the Mavericks just for one day because the Mavericks were off yesterday. And so we're just going to talk about all the news that's happened, and we're going to pick our most interesting teams that we want to watch and players that we're excited to watch as well. But first, Isaac. Marvin Bagley is out. Again, another foot injury. That That's concerning to me. Another foot injury for Marvin Bagley. He's out. Justice Winslow had a hip injury. He's out again. Another injury for him. That's two teams down the standings from the Mavs and from, the, you know, uh, you know, fighting for the eighth seed or in the eighth seed with the Grizzlies that are losing players. And, uh, man, it just it seems like the Kings. <laughs> the Kings should just... The Kings should just bow out. I mean, they've had so much happen to their team. I think four or five players have tested positive for you know COVID and are still out in the bubble. Harrison Barnes being one of those. Justice Winslow hurt himself and he's out. Uh, no, uh, uh, Marvin Bagley hurt himself and now he's out. I mean, it just seems like player after players. Just uh, De'Aaron Fox is not even clo- is kind of close to returning with an injury, but they're just they're really hurting at this point. Yeah, especially when you have somebody like Bagley who plays all five positions. It, it's gonna stop, be stop. Stop! Don't hit a kid uh, while he's down. No, I'm just saying it plays all five positions. Uh, but I mean, even going to the Pelicans, I mean, they, you know, Zion's not in the bubble right now, and yeah, but he's uh, being monitored, Isaac. He's being monitored, he and so he might not have to quarantine as long if he's uh, doing the right stuff. Ridiculous. Yes, he is. Uh, he's being monitored, but uh, <laughs> I do. I was. I was curious to see uh, Justice Winslow play, though. I was wanting to see Winslow play with this uh, young, fun uh, Memphis Grizzlies team, and uh, not that they were going to do any, probably do any damage in the playoffs, but uh, them holding. I think that did take a little shot at them holding their spot, though. And uh, I still think whether they had Winslow or not, that that Portland was going to push them and at least have a, a play in tournament type thing uh for that a spot but i like portland a lot and portland has thin mellow now thin mellow is ready to uh you know to start taking some names so defensive player of the year (laughs) yeah you mentioned zion is out he left the bubble a couple other teams losing players patrick beverly and montrez harrow have both left the bubble for different personal reasons family issues things like that and uh that's pretty wild they're losing both those players at least for a little while they'll probably be back for the playoffs but um, yeah, players are starting to go down. Victor Oladipo is actually coming back. He's actually decided to play. He's in the bubble. He's kind of has like a Ross and Rachel, will, will they, won't they, with playing and coming back. Eric Bledsoe also tested positive for COVID for the Bucks. There's all kinds of stuff that's happening. It's hard to keep track of all these players that are there and that are not there. The NBA, I think, released their you know official rosters, and there wasn't really anything surprising on that. Trey Burke was mentioned for the Mavericks, so... We, uh, but we, but the thing about those rosters, where like it doesn't tell you, like Courtney Lee and Jalen Brunson are both on on the Mavericks roster for that, 
Well, Brunson's not even in, in Orlando. Courtney <laughs> Lee's there. Neither one of them are playing at all. So, yeah. you know, their names listed on that roster. I, I saw, you know, those roster lists floating around Twitter. And it's like, all right, well, there's we still can't. I still don't know Indiana's roster, how many people on Indiana's roster are actually in the bubble or they're play, or if they're playing or what. Uh, but it is kind of weird seeing teams. I think some teams have like 13 players under contract. I've seen uh, there was, a I think, Denver, uh, Michael Malone, came out and said they're going to have nine players for that first <laughs> scrimmage uh, because they're still missing guys and stuff but yeah I mean right now it's just impossible to know who else in the bubble and everything yeah you'd have to be like us you watch the team every day we've been monitoring all the players watching the b-roll footage that the Mavs give us and I don't think every team is doing that um, you'd have to be like us and talk to the coach pretty much every day and ask about individual players to know exactly who is there you know stock social media and things like that but it's, it's hard to know who all is there but uh, the Mavericks, I don't think much has changed from their spot. I mean, unless they play the Clippers and they're still missing, you know, Patrick Beverly, Montrez Harrell, that could change some things. But, I, you know, I think it's still a similar situation for the Mavs at this point. Yeah, well, I mean, if the Clippers, I mean, we don't know how long Harrell and Beverly will be out. But, I mean, we're still weeks until first round of the playoffs. So, I mean, they're, they got to start scrimmages and then, you know, eight, regular seating seating games i guess but um regular seating games <laughs> um but yeah i mean if you try to predict a, what a clippers maverick series would look like without harold and beverly uh, you definitely know that maverick's chances will go up uh but anyway we're so far away from that i don't want to yeah yeah also it was announced that the maverick's game against the lakers the scrimmage will be on nba tv so that is definitely going to be broadcast so anybody that was asking well will i be able to watch it we'll be able to watch a stream yes there will be streams nba tv there's 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 lots of streams for nba tv and mavs.com will air the first two games also uh, so you can go to mavs.com and uh watch both of the first two scrimmages as the third one will be at Fox Sports Southwest. What a corporate shill. Just just plug in the Mavs.com every time you get. <laughs> <laughs> All right, coming up, let's get into some of our most interesting teams that we're looking forward to watching and then the players that we want to watch as well. All right, Isaac, let's talk about some players that we're excited – or let's talk about some teams that we're excited to watch. Um, who's your most interesting team heading into the bubble right now? Heading I was going to say, the, I don't know how – The seat, the teams – I don't know how many season. teams you uh, you wrote down for this, but I mean, I'll, I'll be the uh, I'll be the obvious one here that I think a lot of people are picking right now, and that's Philly. I think just everybody wants to know what Philly looks like, and the Embiid Simmons fit. I've been very vocal. I just don't I just don't think it'll ever work. I think they need to split these two guys up, uh, but. Yeah, with Brett Brown saying, what was it, last week that uh, you know they've been running uh, Simmons more at power four, this point forward spot, and Shake Milton is in there at point guard. What are the what, what would you say the odds? Would you take Shake Milton or Markel Fultz moving forward right now? Oh, gosh. Uh, probably Shake. I know, and that's like former, crazy former to think about. Former Mavs draft pick, great. Yes, former SMU Dallas guy here. Uh, but... No, I mean, everybody just wants to see what it looks like, right? I mean, how, how's the fit? How's it going to look like on the court in actual games? I think as far as intriguing, 
They're definitely, if I had to choose one, you know, a handful of teams to watch all of their eight games, they're definitely one of those teams. Yeah, for the amount of time that people talk about Philly, you know, I think Zach Lowe has talked about that he can't quit Philly. It's a team that he just, you know, thought that was going to be really good at the start of the season. They were in the Eastern Conference Finals last year. They're one shot away from making the finals, basically. And uh, right now they're in, they're sixth in the East. Right, like thirty-nine and twenty-six. It's not like they're this juggernaut team. They've had so many different problems. Al Horford has been kind of a weird fit for them. They have just this weird team, basically, uh, because the fit around you know the fit between Simmons and Embiid is not perfect, and it's kind of hard to to make a team around them. They've just leaned into this super defensive, you know, lean on a half court offense with Embiid and Tobias Harris, and then try and get as many transition opportunities as they can with Simmons. Uh, but you can't really do that with Embiid on the floor. It's like the the two things that they do the best kind of uh, are opposites, and so that's that's been really interesting to see. And then, uh, yeah, this whole thing with Ben Simmons playing the four, Shake Milton starting at point guard. I, I have no idea what that's going to look like. Uh, and then they he just, just have stands bigger, in the dunker they have, spot. <laughs> they have other big, I say bigger names, but names that a lot of people's heard of, heard of: Al Horford, Tobias Harris, Josh Richardson. Like they have names, they have a solid what six players. It's just YouTube star Matisse Tybel. <laughs> exactly. Oh yeah, and he's awesome. Man. His YouTube videos are like legit. I oh, think I know. they're good. And uh, it's like you look at their roster, and you're like, dang, like they got good, some good players. It's just art. They would be the if they get beat in the first round, they're just going to be the prime case of it doesn't. You can't just throw names together; they have to fit together like a puzzle. And I just want to know if they do. Right now, if the playoffs started right now, or if everything stayed the same, they would play the Celtics, which is a really interesting matchup. I mean, I think I would watch all. I'm probably going to watch all the playoff games, but I'll, I'll probably watch all seven games of that if it makes the if it takes the distance. Uh, but they're right there tied with the, the Pacers for the fifth seed, and they could play the Heat. Uh, Heat or Celtics against the Sixers. That first-round series, that's that's when you watch, right? That's not just uh, a throwaway series, the NBA TV you know, memorial <laughs> series every year that's kind of boring. Uh, that's definitely a good team for sure. Team I'm interested in, um, man, I, I think – you just have to be interested in what the Jazz are going to do, right? Like, are the Jazz, are they going to be good? Are they going to be, and it's more just an on the court, what are these, what is this team going to look like playing together? How much are we going to see? How much are we going to hear of them talking to each other, the glances that they give to each other? Is this team, you know, as volatile as some people have said, or is it just, you know, a nothing burger with the, the drama that they've had between Gobert and between Donovan Mitchell? Yeah, I mean, I want to see them losing Bogdanovich. It, how big of a you know how big of a loss that is for them. Um, where Joe Ingles can fill into that, as he'd been coming off the bench some. Jordan Clarkson's been playing for him pretty good uh, before everything. Um, yeah, that's Utah. Can I give you another one of mine? Yeah, Utah is basically for me. It's not as much about the basketball. It's just about the drama. I want to know. I want to yeah. know. I want to know what's really going on there. Give yeah, give it give us a couple more. Um. Smaller one. I just want to see Houston small ball in the playoffs. I just want to see it. I want to see how committed they are. Which I mean, they have to be committed to it because they don't have any other. They don't really have anybody. <laughs> um, I just want to see in a. I think in the regular season, it it's easier to catch people off guard uh, compared to when you play somebody back to back to back to back in in a playoff series and a certain coach. Um, see uh, an opposing coach sees that you know small ball every game and how they game plan for that. But I'm not as much interested in Houston because it's the Rockets, whatever. I just want to see the small ball stuff. But uh, staying in the East, Boston's my Boston almost more than Philly. I want to see what Boston does. 
because if they can stay healthy, if Kimba Kimba's knee is healthy for the playoffs, I really like their like top six or seven. And I, yeah, I don't want to go too far how I could predict them, but it's like or how much how far I think they can go. But um, they're Kimba Smart Brown and Tatum on the wing, Gordon Hayward, um, Tice Cantor. Like that, they kind of have their bullpen approach to to their big man spot. Uh, if they stay healthy, I just they're they're really intriguing to me and in how the NBA is shifting to this, how everybody's playing right now. Yeah, that's not a real deep team, the Celtics, but that top six, like he said, is is really yeah. good. Similar, kind of in the sense to the Mavs. Um, you know their depth as well. They have other guys they can throw in there, but like you're not super excited about Ennis Ennis Cancer playing for your team but you'll put put him out there and see yeah so uh, first round matchup between the 76ers and them or the Pacers even if the Heat end up down you know playing the Celtics in the first round that would be that would definitely be interesting series Um, yeah going back to the Rockets that team is is so interesting Russell Westbrook you know is tested positive for COVID-19 he's not in the bubble James Harden has been cleared and he's in the bubble but they're scheduled right now to play the Nuggets in the first round, and uh, <laughs> Jokic versus that that Rockets team will be so interesting because he's a guy that yeah. could actually manhandle guys down low and make the Rockets really pay. And so it'd be interesting to see them play a team like that, where they have a guy that's actually going to make them pay. And you could get away with playing Jokic on PJ Tucker when Houston has the ball. Yeah, like if if you're Denver. So that's yeah. I mean that will be everybody's fascinating matchup of if Denver and Houston match up first round what does Jokic uh, do against uh, Houston small ball but yeah I just want to see if what their small ball does in the playoffs I think I don't want to name every single team here I think that we're interested in seeing all of them and see what they look like but the Lakers I want to see what LeBron and AD look like I want to see the rotation I want to see I don't I don't care. I want to see. I want to see how they look. I want to see how they they match up and see. I want to see Lakers Clippers. I mean, that's that's just something that that I want to see happen and see. Just finally end this debate of which team would beat which team, and you know, is LeBron done or is LeBron, you know, does he have one more in him or you know, this is going to be the hardest playoff run. And <laughs> if they win this, no, no, I'm just kidding. That's a joke. That's a joke. Um, yeah, that that I just want to see that at that point. Like Lakers Clippers, I want I just want to see that happen at some point. Well, I mean, when you have a big 3 and AD, LeBron and Kuzma, you three stars. <laughs> I do want to see if there's a third person who kind of elevates to that like not third star for them, but third like reliable guy for them. Is it Kuzma? Is it um, Caruso, Danny, Danny Green. Is it Danny Green? You know, on a consistent basis. You know, is it a Caruso, KCP, something like that? Markeith Morris. Uh, yeah, they have but, a bunch of like we talk about how the Mavs have a bunch of fifth starters. I think the Lakers have a bunch of like sixth, seventh man, right? Like, yes, they just yeah. need one of those guys to jump up to be a solid starter, right? Uh, yes. Danny Green is like the next reliable guy among their group. He's a, he's definitely a starter. Then the rest of them, you're like, all right, somebody step up and be a solid starter but when you have lebron i mean it's the same thing as luca he just makes everything easier and elevates the play of everyone else around him my my last team for this is is a bubble team and this is portland i just yeah. i love this portland team i love watching damian lillard play uh, i love that most of their team is 
healthy. Uh, CJ McCollum, him, Nurk, um, Zach Collins, Zach Collins, yes, uh, Skinny Mellow, uh, <laughs> Defense Player of the Year Mellow. Um, I just, yeah, I, I think uh, they're a fun team. I think they can do damage. I think they can get that A spot. And I've said before, I think they could at least, you know, win two or three games against the Lakers in the first round. So, yeah, I want to see a play in series or at least a couple play in games there. And so, if Portland can can stay where they are, if they can, re- you know, remain within four games of Memphis, that would be an interesting series to watch because that's like. Portland is like this team of vets all of a sudden that, that's coming up. Usually teams on the bubble, we assume that they're like the Pelicans or the Kings or the Suns, you know, like these really young teams that are up and coming. But the Blazers are this veteran, wily team that have won all these playoff games. Melo has won a bunch of games. Damian Lillard has won series. He's won two series with two shots, right? Like that's a dude you do not want to play in a series like that. And so that team is breathing right down the necks of the Grizzlies. That is definitely going to be an interesting thing to watch. All right, coming up, let's talk about specific players that we're excited to see and players that we're excited to watch now that basketball is is coming back, guys. Basketball is back. Let's talk about it coming up. All right, Isaac, let's talk about players, specific players that we're excited to watch. Um, we're going to stay away from Mavericks because obviously we want to watch Luka. Obviously we want to watch Porzingis. But specific players I want to watch, I'm just interested to see what um, – Man, I would love to see I'd love to see Zion. Hopefully he comes back, but that's a player that I know the NBA knows we're all interested in seeing, but I just want to see what he's going to do in the playoffs, how this team can, you know, come back together and if they can make a run to, you know, play a play-in series. Yeah, I mean, how in shape is he? Um how yeah, how what does his return process look like? How long he's gone? I think that's a, a big thing right now. We've seen a handful of players leave the bubble for family emergencies and how their return back into the bubble, how long that takes, just all the procedures to that, and them not, you know, practicing for a bit, then leaving and probably not practicing while they're gone and then coming back in, and then they're gonna have to practice and stuff um for a little bit, but uh, I just, yeah, I mean, anytime Zion's on your TV, most NBA, most basketball fans, you're going to have the TV on. You just want to see what Zion's about. That's wild. This is rookie year. We're talking about him like he's <laughs> one of the most interesting players because he's just so unique. We just haven't yeah, seen a player like that. Yeah. He's like, I mean, he's like a little bit shorter Blake Griffin that can jump higher. <laughs> it's like, you know, just a, and he's built more as more muscle than Blake Griffin as a rookie. It's just he's such a unique player. You've never seen anything like him. That that's the thing about him. It, he's just so unique. It's not that it's not like he's rookie LeBron that he's gonna go. Yeah. That you think he's gonna go out every game and drop forty. Like we don't expect and, him to be the to be in the goat conversation, right? It's not like he, no, you know, no, it's not like he's I even don't. expected to get even like top ten of all time, right? It's not even that. It's just no. he's such a unique player. Yeah, that's the thing, and his highlights and just athletically, he's just a lot of fun. Uh, for me, I'll go to the East, and uh, I just want to see Victor Oladipo. I want to see what he's about. I want to see how healthy he is. We'll see. Um, this, you know, the back and forth, the situation for Indiana, and how he came out and said he wasn't going to play, but now he's in. You know, he, he traveled with the team. He's been practicing. Now it looks like he's going to play. And uh, I kind of want to see uh, from a Mavs angle uh, what a potential free agent, you know, target uh, could could look like. And I mean, he's 28 years old. He did look rusty, you know, when he came back before uh, everything shut down and when he came back from this long recovery, long rehab. And, uh, man, before he got hurt, uh, Victor Oladipo, I mean, he, I mean, we laugh about uh, Harrison, uh, how you say his last name, Fagan? 
Yeah, yeah. Um, we laugh about his tweets when he's like, "Hey, people forget this guy was a bucket in all caps." <laughs> but I do think people do forget a little bit how just how good Victor Oladipo was for the Pacers before he got hurt because that's been. I mean, it's crazy. It's been like two years ago, but uh, yeah. I mean, this guy if he comes out and kills it in Orlando, does that? What does that do for if the Pacers? Do they want to pay him long term? If not. Could they entertain trading him? There's just a lot of routes that could go. He could either get traded because he's supposed to hit free agency in 2021 that summer. So uh, he's entering next next year is his contract year. So uh, I'm just really I'm intrigued by that situation. I want to see him play. Player that I'm interested to watch is Kawhi. I I think that. Do you feel like there's pressure on Kawhi? Because I go back and forth because. It doesn't feel like there's any pressure on him. He picked it, but he picked his spot. He assembled basically this this, this team and like, you know, assembled the situation. It did all this, and it's so different than, you know, some of these other stars that picked their own spot and decided to go there. Like he he created a super team essentially, just like, I mean, on a lower level than what like Durant did and what LeBron did in Miami, but. Uh, it doesn't seem like there's really any pressure on him. There's all the pressure on LeBron to to play well, but Kawhi, we've seen him at the mountaintop like this this last year, and before that he was on this Spurs team that had you know this whole team atmosphere, and he was like a, a part in a, a cog in like the rest of that wheel. But we've seen him have one real like crazy like finals run with the the Raptors, and now he's on the Clippers team and. I don't know. I'd be interested to see how he, if he's able to keep that level, right? We all talk about him like he's one of the best players in the NBA, maybe the best player in the NBA. Is he able to still keep that level, you know, with the Clippers and through this run? And injuries wise, too, I'm looking at him. Yeah, I don't think there's much pressure for him just because, I mean, this dude won it in San Antonio as like the best player. Isn't that weird? There's no pressure on him, though? Because he's not, he didn't nickname himself the king. Like he's not, he's never Man, trying it to is say all about like, how you, you brand it like that. Right. Like if you start like calling like, okay, I'm going to make this analogy and it's, you know, some people aren't going to like it, but it's like Trump, right? Know. If Trump would just like shut his mouth on certain things and he didn't like say, I have the best words. And like, he just, he puts it, he puts it out there, makes it so easy for people to like make fun of it, call his call a spot on certain things. If he wouldn't have, if he didn't say as much like that, right? Like it, it wouldn't you be You know who's done with this bad. podcast? Mark Davis. Yeah. See you, Mark. Not going to miss you there, bud. Uh, but it, it's like that. Kawhi doesn't say anything. He doesn't like call himself the yeah. king. He doesn't say not one, not two, not three. He doesn't go to uh, yeah. the team that just beat him. And you know, uh, he doesn't go to like a seventy-three win Warriors team or whatever. But man, it's uh, if you don't say anything and just speak softly and carry a big stick, you, you can go and do whatever you him, want. Him and LeBron going for their third title with three different teams, though. I think that's in, that's intriguing. Yeah. Right. Well, LeBron is three already, but. With three different teams? No, no, no. You said third title with three teams. Le- LeBron has three titles already. Well, yeah, I meant like three. Okay, a title with three different teams. That's yeah, what yeah, I am. Yeah. Uh, of yeah, because Kawhi, Toronto, and San Antonio, LeBron had. Yeah, and Miami, I don't think that's Cleveland. happened. I don't think anyone has done that. So if one of those guys could do it, oh, uh, LeBron's going to try to claim that as part of his like goat conversation. Um, I'll go with two two I young mean, there's, guards. There's something to be said about that. Sure, I think it. Yeah, anyway, I think it means more. One of the things we don't want to do the goat conversation, but one of the things from the last (laughs) dance is like he had Phil Jackson like like 
his whole career and look at the coaches LeBron LeBron has played for look at the mismanaged teams the the owners I mean good lord do we want to go down this route right now? no I was gonna say uh, I think LeBron's had uh, way more help than MJ ever did um two young guards in the west way John more Mar- help I don't know about way more help okay build a starting five right now LeBron's teammates and Jordan's teammates let's go who has the better starting five <laughs> of teammates? All right, yeah, so LeBron. with the LeBrons, we have Wade, Bosh, Kevin Love, Kyrie, Anthony Davis. So well, are we, we going to talk about we Ron seen Harper him, or Steve Kerr? I don't think you can count Anthony Davis yet because we haven't seen him. We haven't seen no, him. I'm like, talking about teammates in general. I know, teammates. We, haven't, we haven't seen him play in the finals yet, so he doesn't get credit for the success that they have as that teammate. So he shouldn't be credited that teammate yet, right? Okay, let's swap out Anthony Davis for so another. Drew Solgowskis. <laughs> No, is that the next one? I mean, that's the next guy. No, I mean, no. There's, I mean, J.R. Smith's better than Big Z. No, Big Z was an all star. <laughs> no, okay, okay. Are we getting? I, I thought you meant we have to count players on the final teams who won the actual title. I mean, he went to the Big finals Z. with Big Z in 07. Yeah, but he didn't win it with Big Z. I thought that's what you're saying. They have to be on the title winning team. No, just best players so, he's had. Okay. So, I mean, after Pippen, then you get into Rodman, which I think yeah, is that's great. Horace pretty, Grant. O- pretty, o- pretty overrated, I think Rodman is. But, sure. Um, but, yeah, Horace Grant, and then, I mean, I guess Ron Harper. Let's go. Tony Kukoc is next after that. That's another yeah. good player. Yeah, Tony, yeah. Oh, man. We're splitting hairs anyway, between Tony, Tony uh, Kukoc and Kevin Love. Ja Morant, SGA. Last Dance on Netflix. Watch it now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm excited to watch both of those two young point guards yeah. play. I think both of them are really good. I think both of them are better than Trey Young. And uh, I I just... Wait, who was the yeah, other one? I, John who? SGA. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm with you. Yeah. I, yeah, I, I, I think both of those guys are... I think Ja's more fun for like a, just a normal average fan who's just going to tune in and see... Really, I think SGA is so talented and so smooth with the basketball, but I'm excited about both of those guys. SGA, really quiet 20-point per game scorer. He's like a really yeah. good scorer on a team that's winning, which is kind of hard to do. And he doesn't handle the ball all the time, so his assist numbers aren't as high as you know Trey Young or somebody like that. Uh, yeah, those are really good ones. Uh, man, there's so many teams. I mean, we can just start naming players. I mean, Jokic. Jokic, I mean, with For all sure. the weight loss. I mean, that's going to – I feel like he's the main person that everybody just wants to see play right now. Besides Zion, how how skinny is Jokic right now? I mean, that that's a huge one. Another random one I'm going to say before we go is Bam Adebayo. I think he's one of the guys in the NBA that can guard Giannis credibly. Mm. And I think if the, if we get a Heat Bucks matchup, that's one that I'm really watching. I'd be nervous. Because Bam is just going to shadow Giannis the whole series, I think. I'd be nervous if I was Milwaukee a little bit. I mean, I want to see, obviously Giannis is on this list, but uh, I do want to see Giannis in the playoffs as how he's improved or taking the next step compared to last year. But my last one, besides Porzingis, I said that if I wasn't, if we weren't talking, or we were talking Mads, Porzingis is on this list for me. But uh, Jason Tatum's my last one. I, I really want to see if he takes an, another step of, hey, because I think right now it's Tatum, Jalen Brown, Kimba. It's like those three. Maybe Gordon Hayward as like a big four kind of. I want to see if Tatum separates as one, like he is Batman of that team. Like he did for a month guy. this year. <laughs> 
Yeah, yeah, and it's like 30 points. Like I think he has that potential. That's why I put him on in that kind of category with Lucas as far as those next, you know, superstars, top five guys, and, you know, when we're looking at the league in, what, five years or however long it is. I think Tatum's really, really good. Yeah, so there you go. That's some interesting teams we're looking at watching. Uh, we'll be watching tons of NBA basketball. Mavs playing Thursday. If you're listening to this on Wednesday, Mavs play tomorrow. That's pretty awesome. It's going to be on NBA TV, Mavs.com, all that stuff. Guys, thanks so much for listening to Locked on Mavs. Peace out. Boom. Boom.